Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro. And Brandon is joining us. He's having some technical difficulties, but he should be on later on in the review. Uh, we are here to uh, review Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, hope to uh, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Uh, what did you think of this film? I liked it. I um I was pleasantly surprised, also slightly disappointed, but my disappointment I think is gonna be more in I was enjoying the faster pace, like the quick run pace. This movie slows down, which after I got over myself, I thought was really smart. Um I think it's an excellent way to wrap up the trilogy cycle that has to do specifically with uh Ant-Man. I thought it was a brilliant way to seed into the future. Um, it had a nice, a nice transition that you usually get in really well done comics as one arc ends and the new arc begins. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to get it because I don't think they're going to pay attention when they could, because um, I think the last couple of years has proven that people are slightly lazy when it comes to material that actually requires you to, you know, do more than expect someone to scream the point in your face. I now want more action movies with um, Michelle Pfeiffer. I forgot how much I like it when she gets to move and be a badass. And I, I liked the whole, like, 70s, 80s sitcom, weird Twilight zone vibe they gave the overall story. And I love Jonathan Majors, and this movie just it solidifies for me exactly why I love Jonathan Majors on many, many points. But I'll tell you one thing he can't do. He cannot hit me. Not never. Not not uh mm. He can't punch me, Chris. Who Jesus? Yeah. Man got a right cross. I'm so excited for Creed in a way that I didn't expect Ant Man to make me excited for Creed. What'd you think? Um Yeah, so um I as everyone knows, I'm no longer on Twitter. Uh I have become so busy I do not spend a lot of time on social media anymore. Uh so this is one of those films that I was um Surprise! It looks like Brandon's about to join us now. Um, I I thought this was the better one of the better of the three, and I like the other two anime films. So I was actually shocked by the Rotten Tomato score on this. But then it was something you said there, and I, I kind of remember the last few years of how people have been scoring uh, the MCU films and thinking about them. Uh, it's like they're lazy. This is one of those another one of those films that is not gonna hold your hand and has taken, um. A lot of things from not only the previous films, there's, this, there's another one where it's like, were you paying attention and do you remember what happened in Loki? Right? It, it, it's, it's not too heavy handed on that. I think you can get, or get by with not having watched that series. Um, but I think a lot of us who have and were anticipating this were able to piece some things together that I think I'm just guessing that some of the reviewers are missing. Um, I, I don't get it because I thought this was this this was fun. Like you said, it has a quick pace. Um obviously there I mean there is always gonna be things you you know, people somebody, oh there's so much she's eye heavy, but this is all these films. Um I'm with you, you know, uh, allowing uh, Michelle Pfeiffer to be Michelle Pfeiffer and, and and have a little bit more action action in her. Um and again, Jonathan Majors is probably one of it he's going to be a problem as king. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way for audiences and a bad way for everyone who's across from him on a screen having to play a character because he is going to be a fucking problem. Um, and there's also, again, I think this is another thing that, you know, to me, it's not a negative, but I think it is for other people. Once again, this is a film, you know, especially in one of the after credit scenes is like, it is leaning heavily into the comics. Like this is a they're going full comic here. They're they're going there. They are not being apologetic about it at all. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I I enjoyed this film. I it's to the point of I don't know what people want anymore. <laughs> you know, um I, yeah, yeah. I do have to make one comment about something you said. I think people overestimate what's an actual physical set that then has VFX and CGI elements built in and what's full CGI. If people didn't learn anything after watching Wakanda forever, and if you watched any of the featurettes to realize how much of that stuff was actual 
physically built. Uh, so I think some of the comments people are making about the visuals from this movie are BS because I thought it looked good. I thought it moved well. I liked the soundscape and some of the things that I and I am still on Twitter, um, although it is very stressful to navigate. So you made a good call. You ain't got time for that BS. Um, some of the stuff that I've seen people saying, it doesn't make sense if you were actually watching the movie that was given to you rather than judging the movie against what you thought you were going to get. And for people who are coming into this movie with a list of things that they are expecting to see, that's your fault. And I'm not, I'm not even entertaining those conversations. And I feel like a lot of critics came into this movie with some preconceived notions and assumptions about what this was going to be to wrap up Ant-Man. And that quantum media was kind of an afterthought rather than the point. Cause when you look at the font, what's the biggest word? So B is here and I'm dying to know what he thinks. So what what do you think, you know? We can't hear you actually. So, so yeah, <laughs> so we got him on, we got him on camera, but we don't got him on audio see- right now. But we can't hear we can't, you. We can see him, but we can't hear him. So that means we can talk shit about him, but we can't hear what he's saying. So I know. Check your settings, homie. Check right, your settings. Right. Reset your mic. <laughs> this is what happens. This you... is like the first time in a while we got all three of us together. Um, no, I, I, I think we've we've said this before on some of these things. I think, and you know, it's not just these kind of films. I think you know we've met this with ourselves sometimes in some other films where it's like you come in with some preconceived notions, you come in with an expectation that doesn't get there. Um, but even we've been able to kind of a lot of times adjust, you know, now there's sometimes like, again, I remember the knock on, knock on the, ca- uh, knock on, uh, knock at the cabin where we had, we were just like, something's missing here. We didn't, you, you came, even you said you came with some, some expectations. They didn't meet them, but it's, that really wasn't the, the issue you had with the film with here. Right. I, I just, I'm like, it's fun to say, I'm like, it's an Ant-Man film. And, and again, not only that, but it's an Ant-Man film, but there's other things in here that they did again. Dealing with the fact that, you know, hey, there's been the five-year gap. He, you know, Cassie, right? His relationship with his daughter, right. like, um, what they did there. Like, I, like there's, there's pieces of this film did uh, that they, they f- figure out how to um, put those into it and, and, and get those into the story. And you're right. They didn't do a whole lot. And I appreciate this, right? They didn't do a whole lot of setup of how we're going to get to the, the Quantumverse, right? They actually got there a lot faster than I thought they would. And I appreciated mm-hmm. that because it's like, again, I, I feel like, and I feel like this is something that we've seen with Eternals and some of the other films that we've gotten, um, uh, that we've, we've heard some of this feedback is they're not holding your hands anymore. And they're going to say, we're just jiving right in. You, you're, you're here for I the also, ride and we're going right in for it. And so, yeah. Yeah. I also think some of it has to do with where people think they're picking up and what they're pulling from the runs and, and the, 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 the comic runs, which ones they're leaning into, which stories they're pulling from. Everybody just trying to do these like hour long, you know, supposition posts and videos based off zero understanding of what their point is because they are all trying to say, well, this is where we're going. And I think you also run into the people who are watching this movie that, you know, no shade this isn't really their bag like the only thing they know about the mcu is what they watch of the mcu and i don't think that you need to be a a diehard comic fan to enjoy these movies but they stuck to the tenor and the tone of what had been set up as the ant-man vibe what was how it moves built around that kind of quirky thing that's paul rudd some of the jokes don't work, but all the self-deprecation does. There's more depth to what's going on with their family dynamic. And I think for some people, they're going to hit a little bit of meh there because they've never really been paying attention to the things that they've slowly been building in about the PIMS. Can y'all still not hear me? No, we yeah, we can you. hear you now. Okay. What the fuck? Like... Hey, uh, we can't see you I no more, this. but we can hear you now. I'm, I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh. Huh. hi. Okay, yo. Okay, I guess that works. Whatever. You, you, you good? Yeah, I don't have my laptop. It's at Apple right now. They're doing Apple shit to it. So I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Had well, to get you Ashley's know, I'm... laptop. Ashley's laptop don't like you, bro. Which she don't use, so she don't remember the password to get in. That's my wife. She don't remember her password to do stuff electronically. So I had hey. to reset it. 
I'm sorry. What I would like to know, mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts and feelings about uh, uh, the quantum mania? Um, so like, frankly, I didn't have any expectations going into Ant-Man, Quantumania. And it's because it's Ant-Man. Like, there's a line in the film from Jonathan Majors that pretty much sums up how I feel about Ant-Man. And I think it's the way that Marvel has always kind of presented Ant-Man as the character. Like, it's going to be silly. It's going to be comical. They're going to try to be serious. But frankly, it's Ant-Man. So the expectation is always it's Ant-Man. I didn't have a problem with what, you know, happened in this story. I do feel like that because we've been doing Marvel films for 10 years, like Chris said, they jump right into the quantum verse. They jump right into certain things and they don't really explain them. And I don't think that's a problem, actually, because I don't think these films have enough time to delve into kind of regurgitated storylines, really. If you're going to start explaining things, they're not going to come up with some shit we either haven't heard before or haven't been hasn't been overused a lot. Like, we're dealing with a guy who's called King the Conqueror. Like, it's just, it's not, I really don't need a full breakdown of what happened while uh, original Wasp was not there and while she was there alone and why she didn't talk to y'all about it when she came back. I do think that Michelle Pfeiffer's story was pretty interesting. Um, when they do go back, you find out she really is more of a badass than you understood, but also the guy she's scared of has all the reasons in the world for her to be scared of him. And I think the the only issue I really had, you know, the jokes they're they're gonna be they're gonna be Scott jokes. I'm not blown by that either because again, it's Ant Man. First of all, I just want to like, say, I call guess, them call them Scott jokes is like what they are. They're dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah dad, dad, dad jokes. jokes. Because he's a <laughs> like, he's a dad. He's, I he makes. I dad just jokes. my only issue with the film really. I mean, my only if I have to have an issue with the film, it's that it's not amazing because it's. I don't think Ant-Man has ever been amazing. It's not an amazing Marvel film. And, you know, they're leaning really hard into his relationship with his daughter. And it's it's kind of forced. And it's and that, but that's fine because Ant-Man has always been a family-friendly film, aside from some jokes that were actually in this, in some ways that people die in this. I was like, oh, they this is like PG. 16. There, this is this is a little rougher than the last two Ant-Man films. I always felt like those were more kid film, kid-friendly films in the Marvel Universe than the other ones. I want to say because the, uh, his daughter of, being a uh, focus. Yo, a lot of people die in this film, yo. I'm not gonna lie. Like this, yeah. This, yeah, there's, there's a some, lot of death. This, there's some there's some there's some dying it's and killing. A lot going on. <laughs> it's a, it's a oh, and I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna beat around the bush on this one. I'm just not. Like I heard y'all talking about special effects. I just can't beat around the bush on this. Mudd looks terrible with his mask off. It, it's so it looks like an t- old television screen. It looks He's bad. I listen. I understand what you're saying, bro, but it looks really, really He's, bad. I'm sorry. No, I'm a fight. You know, no, I, I feel you. Exactly- I, yeah. I feel you that, but I think it's, that's what the point is. It's, it's he's terrible, supposed to look, but he's supposed to. He's supposed to look that way. Because, I because, but you yeah. know that people are not going to accept this, right? Like, they're going to look at that, and they're going to be like, no, no, they're going to be upset. But the reason why the reason why I say it's supposed to be that way, because I think all the other characters in the film, when they see what happens with that, <laughs> act, the same, act the same way, going like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, what? It looks bad. Like, it looks like they superimposed his face. Yeah, they did. Over so, the and, suit. And gotta, and gotta be, I know they did. And, and and they looked bad. They did. It's but, supposed but to. It's and supposed I'm going to fight people. You're suppo- that's supposed to be the reaction. It's also supposed to be that uncomfortable joke thing that goes along with Modoc all over the place. But yeah. I, I, to, to something that you said earlier, I think it, it's, it's a valid point. These movies have always been driven by a relationship that's built around a young child. And they're growing up the story, but they're still doing it in the natural trajectory that you have to do in a family-friendly movie. Now, this movie Mm -hmm. is a little friendly, friendly ask, and I think that's valid. But for me, I, I, I have to say, I've always felt like the way that they've used the Ant Man movies has been as a bridge. So it's not surprising to me that they're ending the phase and seeding for the next in the Ant Fam Ant 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 Man movies, Um, because 
it's always been the place where you can get some of the bigger world building for what's happening around them because that's kind of how they've always used Scott's character and what it a part of his value that he lends to it is the way that you can bring people into his world you can get it like now we know what's happening in San Francisco we can see what's post snap we can see what um the family has been up to we and and I thought it was smart, but I really think a lot of people thought this movie was going to be more Janet-driven because we had to go to the controversy. And but I it think, was. Wait, like, it was more Janet-driven. But I think that they thought we were going to spend more time in flashbacks, that we were going to not be in contemporary time, which is a stupid thought. But yeah, it just is. Kind of <laughs> reading, but I'm just reading between the lines of the way people are acting and a lot of the things that I'm hearing, and this is just from people who I know really kind of dig this stuff. They were like, I thought they were going to do this, so I'm going to need to see this movie again because it took me halfway through to adjust to how they were giving me the story because it took me a minute to get over what I wanted, so this felt a little meh to me. And I was like, well, that sounds like a personal problem. This is like you did that to yourself. But I can also see if if you're coming from this from the comic era, you know, this movie kind of does a little hopes and dreams to for you about certain things in the first and the second act through some of the slower portions of what you found out what's happening with, you know, PIM technology now in the world. Um, and I do feel like I agree the relationship they have, the, the dynamic they set up with Cassie is I feel like they're trying to juxtapose her to my favorite anarchist from the um, TV shows in a, in a way that I feel is a little doesn't work. Like, I felt like she, for somebody who had to live through the snap, she's still holding on to this weird sense of entitled naivety. I mean, she's still how white. How she... I mean, she's still white. Say what? I mean, she's still white. Yeah, she is still white. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, come on. And it grated on my nerves um, because it, but I get, I also get that they're kind of building somewhere with that character and that look before you leap kind of behavior is necessary um but it was annoying and they're expediting her development which is very it's interesting mm-hmm. for this character i hope they don't do it with other characters i don't because, think they, like i think it's because we didn't get much of cassie anywhere else they feel like they need to do these hop skips and leaps but we still yeah. have to deal with some of her juvenile behavior as they try to get her to the point of maturation they really need her at for how she, how smart she is intellectually. Well, can I just be real? I don't. I also don't think that she can carry a whole developed story, just her character. I think the other characters that were kind of the other younger Avengers, which is at this point there's like twenty of them. I think the other younger Avengers that we're seeing, they have more. They have better stories for character for actual fully fleshed character development. And I just feel like Cassie's character because she is Ant Man's daughter. Because it's Ant Man. It's, it's like we really don't need to take her through the whole growth I, thing, development process. We're just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna fast forward well, to I, the good parts. Well, I think I think the thing about it is the reason why we had to do that is because we technically did right. Because remember, mm-hmm. we lost five years, just like him. We lost five years, so there's a because like, I I do think that's probably one of the weaker parts of the movie. But I think it's also because it's also one of the thing. It's, it's it was one of the things they were trying to drive home in the story is that. You know, there's this five years that Scott lost. Because remember the first two movies, Scott is trying... You know, the first movie is, he's just trying to see her, right? You know, the second, mm-hmm. second movie is, he's got, got that relationship with her. But again, he's still trying to be in a better past. Now he's gone for five years. And she's now growing up again without her dad. I think that because we get so fast into the quantumverse, into this film... We don't get a lot of enough upfront time to really establish that dynamic. We get a little bit of it, but like once we get a little bit of it, it's like family dinner, and next thing you know, boom, we're oh. we're there, right? We don't we but don't. They really, and, 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 and I, I, I think it's I think it's the right I move. Think it, I think it's, I think it's the right move because I don't think we. Okay. If you're if you're going to have to, if you're going to make a quick pace to me, that's the thing. Because I'm with you, Brandon. I'm like. I don't really care. <laughs> like I can read exactly. That's pretty it. much it. I, 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 don't, I don't care. care. Uh, but I do think that's probably one of the, and, that, and I can definitely understand why that would be a, a hard transition for some folks to really get into. Because if there's something you're gonna cut, if there's one thing you're gonna cut, we're gonna say we're gonna yada yada this stuff again. Five year different. We're going with the teenage angst. Her, you know, 
Dad, well, I, I do it like you did, Dad. And why are, you know, I'm just being like, you're an Avenger. And why are you, you know, I, I get it, right? We, we all knew. I, I see where it was coming from. I was like, you know what? I don't even need, I don't need an extra 10, 15 minutes of this. I can read, no. I can get it. I'm good. It's, it's, it wasn't like. Well, the movie's really, 45 yeah. minutes too long because of this stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we could probably cut, we already did enough of it. I'm like, you know what? I, we, we're good, right? So, but but what, but for me, what was weird about it? No, it wasn't weird, but what what made me understand it is this hyper surreal thing they have with the moment that from, and I do believe it's because of how they cut the trailer and the trailer where you see the moment where she's done this thing and it, you know, and now we're cleaning up her whole fucking mess and it comes about, you know, daddy did the rescue type bullshit. But if you, when you actually see the movie and you get that, like that, you know, they even go so far as to use the damn song from Welcome Back, Carter. And when you see how they tie that in, you get this real hyper surreal element to around Scott. Like, we were really hard in the paint in Falcon and the Winter Soldier about what's happening after the snap with people trying to reestablish themselves. And no mm-hmm. offense, the bright and shiny, rose-colored glasses, beautiful, you know, land-on-your-feet world that you get in Ant-Man isn't just because this is the family-friendly movie. It's because he's white. It's because the role that he played allowed him to, and the people who were behind him allowed him to find a way to reintegrate into society in a way that allowed him to thrive. His daughter doesn't like it because she doesn't understand it. All she sees is this guy who's nothing like... A lazy like, Avenger. She's yeah, a lazy he, Avenger. Yeah, but he's nothing like the hype. And she does, and she's like, well, I'm going to step into the breach because people still need help. And da 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 And I think that dynamic is necessary because I think it shows the alternate mentality that people have opposed to what we saw, how people were treating Doctor Strange when he was at that wedding. And what the world looks like now and how the world deals with superheroes. And to kind of give it that kind of weird vibe, surreal kind of moment in a fake kind of sitcom-esque feeling of how the movie opens, I thought was really smart. I thought they went too far. I thought they dragged it out too long because it becomes readily apparent that once again, Scott is just an ensemble player in an Ant-Man movie and he's not the most important one. Um, and not to get to the where you need to go. He's always the pivot character. And the thing that's important is the other thing that matters about their family. A lot of people, not just white people, a lot of people are like, okay, it's over. We dealt with it. You've cried. Move on. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. And I don't want to share what my experience was. And it's not going to impact my life anymore. That's the past. Move on. And I think, you know, this runs into another movie. Do you know what the hell your kids are doing when you go to bed at night? And well, Scott he got that from Hope's off. mother. He right. got that from Hope's mother because she's doing the exact same thing by not telling them about what happened in the Quantumverse and literally one of the most villainous motherfuckers so, that yeah. she's ever faced. And she just is like quiet about it because uh, it's just a small, literally, it's just a small thing <laughs> I didn't mention. Well, I mean, you know, I think Janet forgot who her husband in the real world was and that silence is not a solution when dealing with Hank. So, so there's, there's a I think things. Janet was yeah. scared out of her panties. Well, there, I think that's, yeah, yeah. She lucked up and got the fuck up out of eyes yeah. before so, it was her time. Yeah. So and she was yeah. like, I don't ever want to think about that again because I never want to go back. Yeah. Ever. So, so two ever. things. So two things. One, I do want to say when you mentioned uh, Scott being a ensemble character in some movie is true because uh, there's a moment here where Hank is like, I'm like, huh, that's a pretty good. It was a pretty good shot towards the end of the film with Hank, and I'm like, this 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 cocky motherfucker. I'm sorry, <laughs> that shot was blocked. You know, that shit, was that shit was that shit was, was, was perfectly timed too, and we'll talk about it during the uh, the spoiler review. But I was like, this motherfucker showed up here. Sorry, I'm late. I'm like, get the fuck. Um, but we do. Uh, here's another thing too, and I said this before. This score on this Rotten Tomato score is some bullshit because, listen, I don't give a fuck what you feel about the rest of this film. This film, at a base, is a 7 out of 10 because that motherfucking Jonathan Majors fucking... But they know, you know they don't want to give him that. I, I know, I know, you know, I know, I know, I know that. You know I know, I know, I know they don't. You know they don't. I know they don't. I heard, let me, I heard let me, what let you were saying earlier. That, yeah, like, I heard what you were saying earlier about I know, I know everybody's going to have to deal with Jonathan. I, I, but I don't. let's be real. Not only are they going to have to deal with Jonathan in these films as Kane, 
they're going to have to deal with Jonathan eating up the fucking That's what I'm trying to say. Whenever I, they're I, on I, it. This is what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't care. Again, let me finish. Let me finish, let me finish guys. Let me finish. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. My base score for any film that has this character in it is going to be a 7 out of 10. Because this yep. motherfucker, when he shows up, you're like, now nah, I get why Deanna didn't want to say nothing. Because um, this motherfucker's a problem. He's dog. This he's wild. Like this problem. thing, when he was fighting, when he's fighting Scott in this film, he is literally <laughs> making black dynamite kung fu sounds every time he hits him. And I was like, this might be the blackest shit I have like, ever seen in a Marvel. I'm, I'm like, this mother- I'm like, I'm like, actually, this is, I'm like, he is this- actually hitting Scott and going. Huh. I'm like, oh I'm, like, I'm, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Jonathan, this ain't Creed 3. This, this, this is Ant-Man. Wrong film. Wrong film, dude. Bro, he Wrong beat the shit out of Scott. But it's not even just that. I mean, he the, beat his ass, man. It's that it was bad. when, uh, when sorry, he. Even we, before you guys even got to that point, there's yeah. this moment where he literally just twitches his finger and something happens. And yeah. I was like, you Yo, know no, what? no, that scene, that, that, that was, the, uh, he was doing, he was already doing it before. But yeah. the scene when he. And you see it a little bit in the trailer where he says, have I killed you before? That scene. When he's going through that scene and, and having that confrontation, you start realizing, it's like, wait for people to see it. oh, no, oh, no, 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 oh, I'm not, mm-mm, mm-mm. And There's he's mo- mad disrespectful about it because he acts like he doesn't know who he is when he yeah. says it. I don't yeah. know if I really remember you, but I feel like I killed you before. And then later on, he's basically like, motherfucker, I've killed you so many times that it's just not even a problem to me. Like, you realize I have to deal with y'all everywhere I go. I'm gonna hammer y'all a bunch of fucking nails. Yeah, like, come I, on, man. This is just like no, I, I, I'm so, I just like, this motherfucker. I truly, is, honestly yeah. think that's part of what's messing people about this movie. Like, I think this is the first time, especially in one of their more family friendly movies, that it's obvious if you don't come to play. And the second anybody had to stand against Jonathan Majors in a scene. Several, some of them didn't step up. They just I they mean, don't. Would you it, they, going, they, they weren't going to. <laughs> you no. Jonathan Majors. But it makes other scenes that had kind of weight feel weightless. It makes them feel like they don't have the, the kind of intensity because he, like you said, he eats up the screen. He true like he, he Chadwick did the same thing, but see Chadwick did the same thing, yep. but Chadwick finessed it. He had a finesse <laughs> yeah. like that scene where he's fighting. Um, is he's fighting Ant Man? Or was it? It was an Ant Man and Captain America, and they they give him his name, and he said, "I don't care." It was Clint. He was, like, he was fighting Hulk. It was it was this right. It was Clint. He said, "I don't care." That one line with his mask on, you not even be able to see his face or anything. Mm-hmm. Was a was a scene chewer. Because it completely broke the wall, like this, the, the visual wall that they had created for these characters, where you're in it with them and everything's in tune. This Black Panther just comes out of nowhere and like everybody's doing the whole comical introduction thing, right? We're all doing it. We all agreed to do this, right, guys? They do it with him. He's like, I don't know the fuck who you are. And he like continues to try to kick him in the fucking head while saying this. Like he's not break mode at all. He stole that scene. Right there, he defined himself as the type of character and Avenger he was going to be going forward aside all of these other people he's just not like them and the same thing is happening with jonathan majors like jonathan majors is in this scene acting he is fucking acting everybody else might be having fun and they're acting and they're cool and they're cracking jokes no this motherfucker is really kane in this movie you know what it is when he switches into that character when he fully when he fully becomes exposed as Mm. that character in this film you see how many there's like the, there's a the switch. There's everything. A switch. There's a switch. You realize why they chose Jonathan Majors because that motherfucker can play multiple characters at the same time without blinking, with it switching in between and out of them. But it's, so it's, 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 the, the thing, it's the thing he did with it's, Loki. It's, it's, it's the thing he did in the last episode the of Loki. Castle. The thing he did in the you got a glimpse of this in the last thing that Loki where he plays He Who Remains, and you see it. You're just like, dude, this dude is. Uh, that he's, he's going against some people that you know can act their asses off, but he's eating those scenes up too. Here, like you said, there's that moment when, when, it, when, when there's a reveal, and it, it is one of the flashback scenes with Janet where he kind of reveals what it is, and it's just a switch that change. We're just like, you're just like, and it, he doesn't even say a word. 
It's he the look. It's the it's the, it's the way he sits there. It's the way his eye look. The way he looks at her. Where you just like his whole personality. His whole changed. personality changes, and he doesn't say a goddamn word. And I'm just like, are we in? We are we we about to have a problem? We are in trouble. And, he, and he doesn't break, bro. He doesn't. He is the most astute villain. Yes, I have ever seen in a fucking film because he does not break character even when he's mad. I'm like, how are you gonna get handled? How you gonna let a motherfucker that's being that's being pompous and pontificating on you box you up like this? And not only is he beating your ass, but it's in a very scholarly PhD fashion. Mm-hmm. Like he sound like an old tale Negro in this so, film, yeah, and be giving everybody that fucking work. So, I see why they scared of him. Like he the reason that you might shine your shoes before you go to church every Sunday because your dad looked at you mean, a certain way. Might he has be the that reason. type. He has that type of on-screen presence that black people are going to see it and they're going to immediately connect to it because we all have elders in our families that are like that. And Jonathan is like that. and He's our age, bro. Half of us have that brother in our family who's like that. And we're not. He's just not. I also would like to say for the record that I think one of the things that kind of gets lost a little in the mix, not, not because of him, but there are things that are happening in this movie that this movie is one of those times where you're like, if you had just shut the fuck up and listened, if you had listened, this all could have been different. And I thought mm-hmm. that was brilliant. It's a you mean for the audience or you mean for the characters? Both. Both. When okay. there was a person who came out of the movie, I was coming down the stairs and I actually stopped because I heard someone saying she's like, I don't. I don't understand. And her friend's like, hey, you can see, you can hear the resignation in her voice when she said it. Like, uh, her whole tone was, why the fuck I bring you with me? Where she's like, what is it you don't understand? She's like, this whole outside of time and space thing or or when they were talking over here, I don't, I don't get it. And I feel like that's the overall problem with people coming to this story. People thought we were going to get this big, huge bang into the world of Kang. And that's not what the purpose of this movie was. There was a lot of explanation that was going on during the exposition. There's even this little moment in here where you get this idea, and it's a little physics-y, and if physics not your thing, I mean, just go with it, you'll be all right. Where, where they start talking about infinite possibilities, and if you're paying attention to what you see on the screen, it tells you everything that you need to know about Scott Lang, the character, Ant-Man, his uh, superhero persona, and his motivation, and mm-hmm. what really is p- pulling things and pushing things from that point of view. Same with Wasp. And, and, and I feel like those are the moments, because they're a little quieter, because the pace is a little calmer, because the ebb and flow in this movie isn't the kinetic chaotic pace of um madness which is how we started that i think people are getting lost in that mix and then you add in the fact that jonathan majors is chewing up anybody who has to be in a scene with him. i just uh and, I, I, and I just, everybody I, i'm sorry i just i, I get it. i'm going back and say this again like I, I saw that score i was like what the fuck seven out of ten at the minimum because of it just his isn't and this is not just for people's awareness. This is not one of those things where he shows up at the end of the film, you see the no 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 you get you get a lot of Jonathan Major Majors at Kang in this film. And it's established we're gonna get a lot more of, of John we know this, you know, because I mean you know, Kang Dynasty, we, we know that's coming. So it's like guys, uh just buckle the fuck up because like it, yeah, but it, but, it, right. but it's not even just that, right? Between this, and there's a lot of connectivity between this, uh, what we got in Multiverse of Madness, what we got in Loki. I think this is the thing where it's because it used to be that when we did the the, the few phases before this, I would say the first three phases, there were a lot more direct of what the connections between the movies and the callbacks were. I think in phase four and now in phase five right here, that those can what, what Marvel has done and what they're doing with their storytelling is saying, we are not going to hold your hand here. We are not going to hold your hand um, and remind you of all these things. We're going to, we, we now have, you know, all these movies to pull from. We have all the TV show to pull from and things like that. 
there is a moment there where you see, and this is not a spoiler because, again, I'm talking about Loki here. There's a moment where you see something very similar. They show uh, something very similar to the timeline that you see in Loki. You see that happening there. And we know what that is. If you And in, in this film, I finish this film, I immediately go, I need to go back and watch season one again. I need to go back and watch season one of Loki again. Mm-hmm. Because now I have so mm-hmm. many other things I want to link back you to. You have this. more information I have now. more information now. I, I'm getting, you're, that, and that's what it is, Brandon. It's like, I now have more information than now I need to go back and watch those previous, that, that previous season so I can then fill in more information. Because I know there's a lot of us talking about different things happening there. And then you, I, I, there, there's so much. There's just, there's I so mean, much. I had a discussion with someone about the whole he who remains thing and everything else. And I was just like, there's like, oh, this is, you know, this opens up from that or this opened that. And I was like, see, I kind of feel like we're getting, well, we definitely are. I don't kind of feel like, I'm like, we're getting two different canes here. And there are two different motivations. And then the whole question of where in time are they actually, when, when and where in time are they actually meeting he who remains versus where we, where and when we are in time, which is more defined when we're meeting Kane the Conqueror. Like all of those questions have to then come into play, especially if you're watching Loki, because all they're, they're time cops. All they're doing is jumping through time. So you can't, for me, it's like you can't draw a direct line, which is one, which is really what Marvel is, is I feel like they're doing here that's going to throw people off wildly. Everything was, was very linear mm-hmm. until you opened up the time space and multiverse. <laughs> that completely destroyed linearity, my nigga, because you can't look at this and go, well, because this came after this, that means this is after this. Absolutely not. But it also... To your point, Chris, and to yours, to a point you made earlier too, Ro, like we, because it's become, this is becoming more comic booky, which it should be in a great way, they're not giving characters linear, to, uh, they're not giving them, um, what, what, what am I thinking of, the, the word I'm thinking of, they're not giving them like black or white decisions at this point. Scott, there's a moment in here where Scott is like, oh shit, but wait. The end. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's, and that point, that whole point right there is like I looked at that and I went. I, I looked at that and I went. First of all, this isn't the first time that y'all have done this. This is not the first fucking time where y'all maybe, maybe should have had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Instead of just fucking mm-hmm. de- deciding that you are the villain and I am the hero, we need. To, I need you need to mm-hmm. stop. I have, I have to say something now. I have to say something you now. Should have had a conversation. I gotta and, say something now before I can say without spoiling. B. There are two. <laughs> there are two. There are two things that happen in this movie. One is you get a moment where Scott actually tells you. Mm-hmm. Time is not your friend and stop thinking linearly. He yells at Hope about it early mm-hmm. in the movie. And I don't want to give the exact line away because that kind of, that takes away some of the fun. But they actually address exactly what you're talking about. And the other is, if you don't come away from this movie with any other lesson that you've learned, based on what B just told you, don't ever say, I know what I saw. I know what it means. I know what, I know who you, you are. Because you're wrong. So you know you know what right. you know they, what it, they you know, didn't listen no. like nobody in this film actually listened and asked questions no. they just went off not of a single fear or personality so, or what people do. and I'm not saying that King the Conqueror isn't a conqueror I'm not saying that King the Conqueror isn't fucking insane what I am saying though is there's always kind of been this and it, I, I think racism has leaned very heavily on this there's kind of been and these, these films are kind of really pointing the finger at that they kind of leaned on this pre this predetermined notion that white is right. Mm-hmm. So, like, like that's kind of like buried, very. It's kind of buried under a couple of layers in this. It's not. I mean, there's a whole scene. I mean, we're, buried we're black, all. bro. Bro, we're black. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I feel like we're gonna pick okay. it up much quicker okay. than other people are. But I kind of look at it. I'm like, white is right. And Avengers has kind of always been yep. white is right until you introduced Wakanda, and it was like, oh. White is actually a fucking problem. And then the film literally before this was like, yeah, white is actually really, really a problem. And it has been for like centuries, yeah. fucking millenniums. My yeah. So one of the things that, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things I think that, and, and it's funny because as we were talking about, you know, I, I, I think it's spot on that one of the problems with this is a time not linear, what people need to start thinking now 
especially when we're doing um for the next because I was saying, like, if people have a problem with this stuff now, when we get to, if we go where, and I think we're going towards there because there's things that have been said, you know, incursions and things like that, right? Um, so this idea that time is not linear and multiverses and quantum, all this stuff, you know what it reminds me of? And I, for, for those who have watched this series, you should think about this. <clears throat> you need to look at time in someone like Kang like you look at Thawne on the Flash TV show. Because if you watch the Flash TV show, and you're watching, and every time Thawne shows up, the reverse Flash shows up, you always have to ask yourself is, which Thawne is this? Which Thawne on the timeline is this? What, what Thawne have we met, right? There's a moment here, and there's a question that, no, like again, I think that Scott and themselves didn't ask, is like, how did Kang... Because we, we get a moment, we were told that uh, Kang's in the quantum universe for, for this reason. We'll talk more about this in the spoiler review, but nobody asks how, who did that and when. Because now it becomes of, well, where in the timeline have, is this Kang? Because mm -hmm. if time is not linear, we have nowhere, and again, this goes back to the he who remains a uh, conversation that happened at the end of Loki. When is when? When was that person? Where did that person come from? Because he was he's saying a mm -hmm. lot of things about like oh, I've been here before, gone through this before. Here are your choices. Up, oh, you're gonna try it again. It's like wait a minute. What? So where, where is this coming from? Right. That is right, gonna be other, the thing. There's also another thing. Yeah. The question that Gugu didn't ask until it was almost too late. Exactly. Right. So it's like. They? Right. So there's a lot of that that we need to understand because we are now dealing with the timeline and i encourage folks who you know for folks who are read the comics again hickman i'm just gonna say that anybody who's read a hickman comic knows nothing's linear nothing is linear and that is the way you now need to approach and i i i'm not even mad at folks who don't get it i think this is gonna be one of those things that when the pieces start coming into the play, because I'll be honest, for folks who didn't really understand what Jonathan Hickman was doing in his writing, when you read it the first time, and I'll admit this myself, I didn't get it. Sometimes I jumped into the story or jumped into reading his Avengers comic without reading eight, uh, without reading um, Shield, without reading um, oh, what was the one um, the one before like like without reading any of that stuff. I didn't read the Fantastic Four run or any of that stuff. So things would pop up and I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I don't get it. But when you go back and I and I read the stuff from the beginning, starting at where he came from, right? And then read it all the way through, every time I read, I pick up something new. I think that's what's gonna happen with a lot of these films here where people are saying, I don't get it, I don't understand it, where it's coming from. Once it's all laid out to them and they start piecing the because at that point when you get to the end. That's when things start coming together. You start seeing these scenes from things before. You're like, oh, shit. I need to go back and watch it. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Because can we, just, can we just accept the fact that maybe can people, and I, I just want people who want to enjoy these films or claim they enjoy these films and want to continue to enjoy them into these next phases where we're going with this. Like, y'all ask for the multiverse. Y'all ask for the time stuff, just like you asked for the galaxy shit. You need to just accept it. But can we go into these films with one notion, please. Maybe, just maybe, the film is smarter than us right now. Yes, I think just we need maybe. to. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, that is what we need. Okay. That's what everybody I needs to do. I also think the other thing people need to think about in their head is, um, if if you haven't been able to, like, phase one was about building out characters, yep. and then. In the phase one and the phase two is about building out the set pieces. And then you get into phase three and it's about melding them together to truly build the world. So we have all of the foundational cradle that is the, 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 the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now this is a sandbox game. And those games are not linear. You can skip missions. You can not talk to one character and go to another character and then eventually you clear the whole sandbox and you get to the end and you realize something that you did out of order. If you had done it in another order would have shown you a different perspective, but it didn't change the journey and you still had fun. And I think a lot of people also have to take into consideration now that the cradle of what is the MCU, you haven't seen all of it. 
They never told you that you saw all of it, but they set up the world. So you've got these pieces and everything's growing. And I also think a lot of American watchers are going to have to really embrace the concept that the world is bigger than the United States. And so are the world's problems. And so are the personalities and the attitudes and that we don't own science. So these little black and white gray little boxes that we get, the first clue that you got that we were changing how we were coming to things is you stopped getting the origin story as season one. Hawkeye was not the origin story. They gave us that child's origin story and all the animated drawings that was the opening to the show. And we didn't, when dropped us right into the world with her at college, we didn't see her pick up archery. We didn't see her become a world-class gymnast. They told us that as they gave us the opening credit. We jumped into this with the girl who has a skill set. Now, I personally feel that Kevin Feige um, also trolling the whole idea of, oh, well, we didn't see her get good at this. How do we know? Suddenly she's, oh, here you go to Mary Sue's. And I think he's just smothering people's faces in that a little. But also beyond that, he's like, you should be ready to expect this. This is where we are now. This is who we are. We're picking up these pieces. You know how this goes. We're not going to go back and give you the 45-minute explainer that Scott Lang's DNA did make his daughter dumb like he was. But she's still his daughter, so she does dumb stuff like he did. I mean, but they've done that with the kid characters starting with Spider-Man. His introduction was, a kid got the skills, he can hang with us. It wasn't, a kid, go get the skills, and then you can come back and hang with us. It's literally Tony Stark showing up going like, hey, I got, I got, I got a guy I can get. <laughs> I got a guy, I'll be right back. And then the other movie is about him trying to slow that kid down. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, rest- okay, you got all the talents, but you still don't know shit. So, you know that, right? Because you're you a kid. Be a kid. So, so there's a, yeah, there's, like, which is like, all of these kids. It's yeah. all like that, right. that happens to Cassie. It happens yeah. to Kate. It, 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 like, it really? happens to every young Avenger is going that direction character. Yeah. We've been introduced. They have a formula here. Yeah. It's, well, it's here. So the, the, yeah. There's that. And there's also the, the people- going back to what you're saying about not being origin stories. Here's another thing, too. Like, yes, this is the first, technically not the first time, but the first time we're seeing Kang, I guess, on a in a feature film, it is is very important to understand. This is not an origin for Kang. Just like the first time we see the Reverse Flash and the Flash TV show, is not the origin for the Reverse Flash. And technically, we are nine seasons in, and it's, this is the last season of the Flash. And maybe we'll finally get it, but we have never gotten the Reverse Flash's origin. Nine oh. seasons. And that motherfucker has been terrorizing Barry Allen throughout the multiverse. He's even terrorized other motherfuckers on other shows. And has, we have not gotten the origin. I need people to be prepared. That is what they're going to do with Kang. We might get a flashback out there. It might take us till the Kang Dynasty Avengers film to finally get a flashback to go like, this is where this motherfucker came from. Meaning he's going to terrorize these right motherfuckers now. through an entire phase. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Chris. Based on the two after credit scenes, and there are two people, so don't mm-hmm. leave. Uh, based on that second after credit scene, we ain't getting it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Second, I'm like, we might, I we like might never get it. We might never get it. I feel like the I feel like the first one is gonna confuse people into thinking we are gonna get it though. Like mm-hmm. that, like that the, the juxtaposition of those two mm-hmm. as your end credit scenes is gonna is gonna confuse the hell out of people. Also. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw an interview or a title for an article that, of an interview that Jonathan Majors did, where he said something like, "I want to play a particular black historical character <laughs> in a film." And then you look at the end credits, mm. credits and I'm going, "Nigga, wait, hold on, bro, hold on, nigga." Which yeah. means that nigga is trolling. Yeah. Which yeah. makes this even better because he yeah. is the perfect villain for this. Like the way he was hyping people up at the last uh, fest. I don't know what I don't know if that was D23 or what I don't know what that was recently when he was walking across the stage, like just hyping everybody up in the audience. If you don't get from that that this is the fucking perfect person they cast to be the next big villain here, that's mm-hmm. gonna just give everyone hell. Yeah, he like, yeah, but I also, 
Yeah, but I also think it's, uh, we can't really talk about this in detail to the spoiler review, but I also think it's it's very interesting based on the, the finality that they give to the Ant-Man and Wasp arc in itself and what that says about what's happening on what end with whom later that plays back into it. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, you can't downplay the value of those quiet but intensely important scenes between Kang and Janet. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think that in and of itself also speaks to the point of what they're doing with casting that some people still don't seem to understand and the direction that they're going with these characters that people don't get. If you are still in this idea that we're just out here with some like pen and ink and pencil, and these are all like just kitty concepts and there's no wealth and depth. You, you shouldn't a watch these movies and B you damn sure shouldn't be covering them because I, I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you're in this sandbox. It's not for you, but I, I really do think that this movie is really, really going to, it's going to, it's going to shake off some of the bullshit in the viewership. It's also going to, it's this movie has so many Easter eggs that people are not going to get because they've all been doing these clickbaity videos off the like two minute trailers with 30 minute videos of content. How? I don't know. People, People have lost what an actual Easter egg is. And I think that, if you don't learn anything else in Faye's side, you're going to learn that. You're going to learn what a real Easter egg is because they're not playing. Yeah. Like, I, just want, I, I just want people to act. When you go see this film, and I know a lot of people already saw it because it's Thursday night, right as we're recording it. So, you know, you've already seen it, but fuck it, go see it again. I really want people to listen to what Kang is saying. Mm-hmm. I really want people to listen to what he's saying because, again, this, it, I, I feel like there's layers to this. Some people have a tendency to not actually listen to another group of people <laughs> based on some more obvious in-your-face thing. And that, like, here, I feel like it's really strong because while everybody is, is, is you know, he's this, he's that, He's this and that. Nobody's actually listening to my man saying, I'm doing what I'm doing because I know how it is. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I know how it fucking is. So despite your judgment, despite what you may think about me, about how I do my thing, how I get down, how I boogie, why I'm the HNIC, I just want you to understand. I already know how it fucking is. And, and, and you're not and important and, 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 enough to stop. Me. And, and that's the thing. No, that, that's the, and that's the thing that makes this again so comic booky is that even the film Kang's a villain, but Kang doesn't really lie because he's like he's also kind of telling the truth. Now he's mm-hmm. might be part of the reason why that truth is the truth, but then again, time is like that. But um, like what he's saying in the film is like you got to be like also it's like he's evil, he's a villain, but he might also be not, he also might not be lying, so there's that. I mean, like, the best villains like when... don't lie. They yeah. use the truth. I mean, it, they always use yeah, yeah. the truth. They're wrong. It's, it's like, it's, and, Neymar, yeah, they, Neymar wasn't lying. They, they, Neymar wasn't they, lying they, about they, shit he they, was doing, they, and his they, threats were real, yeah. and it's they their, were justified. It's the, act, the actions in which he did it. Might be too. Kings might be too. Like, Thanos really was just, I like Thanos, I do. But I feel like he was just bullied because of his skin color on his planet, and he resolved to I'm just gonna snap and get rid of happy motherfuckers when I get that power. Because there were other options. There were absolutely other yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with yeah, Killmonger. Yeah, he could have There were absolutely other options with those villains. With Neymar and with Neymar's option was as long as y'all don't break through the barrier reef under the water, we cool. But as soon as y'all start fucking with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Neymar can't Don't alone. come down. Don't come down here. Leave right. us alone. Don't come. Y'all don't, even, don't even breathe down here. Y'all don't even breathe down here. Like, just don't. Don't go places. Your God didn't make it cool for you to go. Safe for you to go. Just don't go there. Like, let us have our thing. And with Kane, he's just like, listen. I know I look terrible. I know I do. But y'all don't know shit. <laughs> y'all don't know a goddamn thing. 
You just discovered space, nigga. Y'all don't know a damn thing, okay? You're barely ready for first contact. Don't act like you are not on my level. Y'all still never... freak out when you see another person that looks like you because you, as far as you're concerned, have no twin. I am from a world. I am from a universe. I am from the knowledge of fact that, nigga, there's a million yous in a million spaces in a million places. Like, Y'all don't, y'all break. The reason I didn't even explain it to y'all what's going on is because we really don't have the time. This film is only two hours. Let me do my thing. But I also <laughs> feel like there's, there's this, 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 like the subtle connections that they give from the Endgame and Infinity Wars in this movie. I think people miss it. You don't necessarily have had to have seen the episodic shows to get this, to understand with specificity. But if you're a movie watcher, We've seen enough of the pieces to where you should be able to watch this movie, hear what people are saying, and say, yeah, I think you're going off to have cock, man. We've been here before. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Or, or even when you get to the movie where you have a moment in here where you have the parent's dilemma. Because one of the tropes that's being played with in this movie is the parent dilemma. And it's happening on two levels. You've got Janet with her, her desire to protect the, her world her and hope. And mm-hmm. the motivations and how that drives her. Then you, you have um, Hope and Scott and Cassie. So they're playing with the nuances of this. This and I and I, it's really, really quite brilliant. But it's not typically something that you see in more than a splash page. And it gets a whole act in this movie. And I think that's another thing that throws people off because to do that kind of storytelling, you you naturally have to slow down the pace. Because wrapped around the parent's dilemma is Kang and what he wants from them. Why he's hunting, uh, why Janet wanted to be gone. And when she came back, she was immediately person number one. And what's happened in the world where she is. You've got all these different ideas. And, you know, it's real simple to take the scene in the trailer that people have already seen where he says, you know, I conquer and not really think about that anymore. But like you, you did comment, you know, as black person watching this, having heard the things that he said, I was like, she didn't see what she thought she saw. And you have to remember one of the things that Janet came back with was prescient as a part of her skill set, but she doesn't know how to control it. And she likes to pretend it doesn't exist because she wants to ignore everything that happened to her that makes her not the same kind of human as the rest of the, her family once she's out of the quantum realm. And I think that's going to be important going forward, especially when we start thinking about, you know, mutants and uh, other metahumans and powered people, but also just people who have power. And I think, I think this was a really great bridge for all of that and i think the thing that's upsetting people is because of how much they liked uh the ant-man movies and how much they were family oriented and they felt like they were isolated storylines if you weren't paying attention you cannot escape the fact that this is a bridge movie but it's also just as goofy as an ant-man film and it fits in with the other two like even even when they get to the quantum verse and they meet the quantum the quantum people whatever like duh it is so Ant-Man-y. It's like, you can't do another movie this silly to this degree in the Marvelverse and it'd be accepted and people be like, oh, I don't believe it was corny. It was this. Like, look, Thor Love and Thunder is still getting bashed, you know, because it was too silly. It was too funny. And they, didn't, they could not connect with a Thor who has emotions and shit. But you get to this and I'm like, y'all really going to be cool with Jello people walking around trying to find holes? <laughs> and it not being an Ant-Man film. <laughs> Come on, right. like that character is so ridiculous, yeah. but it's so Ant-Man. It is. What, what would you, you guys it give is. it out of ten? This is an eight and a half. I like this movie. It's not perfect, um, but the problems I have with it are personal problems. They're not failings on the movie. They're me not getting out of my own way. So I'm not holding that against the movie. And like you said. Base score has to be a seven because Jonathan Majors came and ate everything in sight, and it looked good. It sounded good. Yeah, I'm at I'm at an eight and a half. Brandon, um, I'm at an eight. I'm at a solid eight. I just I feel like it's a good way to open up Phase Five. It's a good way to introduce a theatrical Kane. 
And it, you know, it also it it also continues this line, this through line of uh sometimes the Avengers might need to be chilling with their Avenging. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's have a cup of coffee and talk about this because we be running head first into danger and then don't understand we might be fucking up. Uh, and I think that's been that's been something that they've been. I think I think Phase Four television shows built heavily on that, yeah. and now it's getting into it's going into the movies. So yeah, I, I'm at a, hey. I'm at a, I'm at an eight because I'm with you. It's not even, to me. It's not even this, this is a bridge movie. This is a foundation movie because this is the first of Phase Five, right? Wakanda Forever was the end of Phase Four. This is the beginning of Phase Five, and to me, it's setting the groundwork for who the big bad is for. Um, this phase and not only this the the big bad for this phase but also leading through to secret wars right like everything uh-huh. that's there and it takes on a lot of the stuff uh, and again it it makes me want to go back and watch loki again season one and also again as i said man just like base scores a seven because of jonathan majors i don't give a fuck what I don't give a fuck what nobody else says about anything else as bad as well. The one thing you cannot say is Jonathan Majors, and he's in enough of these scenes in here and does such a good enough job that at the base score, you have to be at a seven. This is, I mean, here's the thing. Like, this right now is getting worse scores than and Black Adam, and nothing in Black Adam holds a candle to just the Jonathan Majors scenes in Ant-Man. We're not even going to go not there. Even, I just want to give, I just want to give the, the 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 thing there right the the fact so to me it's like there's nothing in those other films that even comes close to just the scenes that Jonathan Major has in these and the presence he has on screens and the things he's saying and then when you add in the other pieces of here of still the silliness of a Ant Man film like I mean Michelle Pfeiffer scenes the most Michelle Pfeiffer scenes there's a, there's a good enough, in this she's yes, good in this film yes I mean there's I, I'm like, sorry there's just there's there's a I I just don't I. I get it, but I don't get it. I, it I, like this is where I'm at with this because, like, I enjoyed the fuck out of this film. I, I just, I did. You know, it's one of those I films that I wasn't, I wasn't looking. You know, it wasn't like Ant Man. Oh, gotta see it. It just wasn't one of those things for me. I haven't really been tracking the trailers like that. Haven't really, you know. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. New, and I came out of this. It. I didn't have any real expectations, and it exceeded that. And I, I, and I, I definitely think that Kang. It is established. Kang is gonna be. Like, remember, this is one of those things that people used to say that the MCU struggled with villains. And I'm saying that now that, no, now they don't. <laughs> they have no, they have them for a while but now. I mean, like, they, they have them for a while now, but, like, I'm just saying, you know. Sorry. Face, I don't, I'm, I'm I going, don't I'm agree going, with that sentiment either, No, 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 I'm going back, I'm going, this, no, no. From phase one, because even, I, I remember our reviews, you, we, we all said the same thing. And phase one, that was true. It was. It was. It was. It just flat out was. The only villain that, 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 that lasted was Loki. It was. Right? Okay, but, I, like, but, but I my agree point, with but, that. But, my point, but they've but, been saying it the whole time. And well, I've yeah, been yeah, off but, that since yeah, I, 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 Okay, okay. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to I, I wouldn't try to go down too far down. What I was trying to say here... Yeah, I feel you. My, my point here was that this is one of those things that I feel like they took that criticism and they built on that. And every single time they come in with a major villain like this, it has one up the one before them. Right? And yeah. Kang, mm-hmm. and that's my point here is Kang is now that dude. We thought that Thanos came in and 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 the Infinity Saga and and did his thing, and was like, oh shit, damn, no, 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 Kang about to blow, 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 make make Thanos seem like light work, right? And so that is the biggest thing that's made me excited about this phase and where we're going is because Jonathan Majors is just. Oh boy! Like I, 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 before you got on, Randy, we were talking about he, this. We we were just sitting there going, like, I think he's, I think he thought he was in the wrong movie because I see Creed next week, and I'm like, uh, no, there's <laughs> no way. As far as I'm concerned, there is no way Creed wins in. Creed. <laughs> I, I'm, watching, I'm, I'm, watching, I I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching them trail bullshit. I, I, I will yell <laughs> bullshit in the theater if he wins. Their final big Rocky moment is well, you know he is fight. you know you know he is no but you know he is but I'm watching them scenes going like I feel like I'm like is Jonathan Majors beefing with Michael B Jordan because I'm like I know he they acting but like oh Good no Lord. man it just this just mm. yeah so I'm just I can't tell which film he was training for like which film was he like in in Creed is he gonna be fucking you know Kangy. 
I don't know. I don't, no, I don't no. Know. He started he started the process to get into shape for Kang. And then along the way, he did Magazine Dreams, which I cannot wait yeah, for I the two of you that. to see. Yeah. It, is, it is my stand. It is my. It is one of my standout favorites from Sundance this year. And you all, I, y'all will help me talk about it. Uh, it just got picked up, so we will actually get to be able to do a review for it. Um, but then he um, he had to, he streamlined back out in his process, but bulked back up again because, you know, Magazine Dreams, he had to do that um, extreme weight thing that bodybuilders do mm-hmm. and then he put back on the healthy mus- healthy weight to go with that muscle for creed but no he started this process for kang yeah i'm just i'm just saying like i'm just gonna say kang got hands he got hands he got shoulders yeah so we, we yeah we, we I, gonna, I, we're gonna I, go more into the in the spoiler review uh hopefully this weekend because once we depom sees it we'll, we'll we'll get it in there yeah it's like, gonna be on i just would like to say for the record that i know a lot of people had a problem with them casting Jonathan Majors for this movie because he was black. And they're like, well, how is that going to fit in with the aesthetic of Kang? Trust me. Once you so, see the movie all, and how they have it work, it is. So first of all, if I mean, you, I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. Listen, oh Kang has purple. Black people do purple in the fucking story. What do you mean? It doesn't fit into the aesthetics. Just get the fuck out of here. Okay. Look, I, just, I have to want y'all to stop being racist yeah, stop. and saying they can't racist. stop being racist. Look, know, the movie fuck, tells fuck you <laughs> that we about to whole have a bunch of whole problems because, uh, you know, white people are racist and they can't get past their own preconceived notions of what they think something means if they see a black person doing it. This whole movie happens because a white woman makes the unilateral decision that she knows what something she saw meant. And she don't need to listen I'm to what nobody tell her. We're gonna say this for the review, but <laughs> but that white woman was also 100, that white woman was also 100 right. So I'm just gonna tell you right. We're gonna stop right there before we get into spoilers. <laughs> that white woman was 100 right. We used to say it was racism, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now. I'm telling I'm telling you right now that white woman was 100 right. And are we not gonna do this for that? I understand where you're coming Y'all from. Trailer, I, under, I, under, I cannot under, wait till I under, you see the whole I under, thing. Play I, under, I understand what you. I understand what you think. I'm not saying. saying that Kang isn't insane because that motherfucker is insane. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I just. I just. I just need. I just need. I just. No. 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 You can be insane and have a point. Here's the thing. You can have. You can be insane and have a point. You can also be the reason. You, you can you can you can also you can also you can all it can also be a self fulfilling prophecy because you are the reason why the prophecy exists. So th- I'm just gonna go and leave it like there. So we just we gonna save that. I love for- the fact that we are now to message. We are <laughs> yeah. to the time storyline. Yes, you guys absolutely. don't understand how much I love the time storyline. No, I understand. Like, I understand, but I also understand. Oh, I, I also I also and I also understand that it's I also understand with Kang is like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a righteous, you have a righteous cause, but you are also the problem, the reason for your yeah. righteous cause. You so, have a righteous bro, cause. Who, you made a righteous cause. Hey, hey, before y'all go, who wait. created this damn meme with Kane looking at Ant Man saying, "Ain't nobody coming to see." I saw that too. I saw that too. It's like, but it's true. <laughs> oh, but it's true. But it's true. But it's true. Ain't nobody. Please send me ain't. that. I don't have that. But it's true. Send it to me. Just it's on Lance's uh, Facebook. Yeah, page. yeah. But it's true. Okay, but it's true. But it's true. And, and that's why. That, and that's why I'm like, yeah, you yeah, know, base seven. Uh, Base seven and I a half. I think you game, might like, need I'm to a, name to review that. Ant yeah. Man. Ain't nobody coming to see. Ain't nobody coming. This, 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 this ain't nobody coming. <laughs> you need to have that. You need to have that. I'm the captain now. Like, is Kang just going like, I'm the captain now? <laughs> it's just. Come on. All right, folks. Oh, uh, we will be back yeah, for the. Uh, we will be back for the the spoiler review. Also, we are doing Creed three next week, so we'll also have that on the movie trailer reviews. So stay tuned, and we'll be back soon. Until next time, we're out here. Peace. <laughs>